Welcome to another episode of the Spiritually Persistent Entrepreneur with your host, Sharon Wilson, founder and chief inspiration officer of Coaching from Spirit Institute and master spiritual business mentor. The intention of this show is to provide transformational tips, tools, strategies, and resources that support and empower you to soar and shine in your business now. Enjoy. Well, welcome, everyone. I'm so excited you're listening in, and I'm so excited for our guest today. And our talk today, she'll be sharing about how high to have high ticket sales from your feminine side. And, you know, that's really just the, just the, really what we all want is really to experience more of that feminine aspect of us. That, and she'll talk more about why that's so important. Well, let me introduce you to our amazing guest today. She helps visionary entrepreneurs nail down their words to articulate hard to describe services and tap into their feminine sales power. So they magnetize their ideal clients without it getting awkward, which we all want. On combining her practical business expertise and years of marketing and sales experience and gifts for messaging, she created the Feminine Sales Power System that helps clients skyrocket their confidence and income with high-ticket programs that sell like hotcakes. We all love some hotcakes. And she utilizes a rigorous client attraction process that leads to 200% more sales conversations with the right people and converts 70% with clients excited and committed to working with them, often doubling or tripling their rates as well. She speaks and leads workshops throughout the country and around the world on topics related to leadership, sales, and marketing, and holds a degree in English from Kenyon College and Masters of Communication Arts from New York University. And with no further ado, so grateful to have Sarah Michael. Sarah, welcome. Hi, thank you. I'm so glad to be here, Sharon. Well, I'm, we are so excited to have you. And you know, this is this is just really uh, so on the minds, especially of women. And we have so many women that uh, are, have businesses, especially now doing more things online, or uh, if they, you know, they really, that can be really the challenge for them is, the, is what you're talking about. So I'm excited to dig in. But before we do that, I want to ask you, since my podcast is called The Spiritually Persistent Entrepreneur, um, you know, now more than ever, that really is uh, very important. And what does being a spiritually persistent entrepreneur mean to you, Sarah? Well, that's such a good question. I can answer in so many different ways. Mm. And what I think I'll say is that you're committed to looking at the both the generous and the ungenerous aspects of who you are, of who we are, of who mm. I am. Okay. Um, being willing to find the places in ourselves and acknowledge them and work to do our best to minimize them. I don't really believe they can be completely eliminated. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, we'll get into why when I talk about mm-hmm. um, feminine survival instincts, but um and and the reason I think that that's what it means to me and that's fairly, when you add persistent, it's that we're willing to do that work of looking at ourselves, looking at, looking at all, all the rocks in our psyche and mm-hmm. picking them up and saying, Hey, is this mine? Is, is this not mine? Is this something I choose? Is this something I don't choose? Um, and then have it, and then that creating the space for 
really being able to be generous and compassionate and thinking of others and not then getting high, you know, not having those impulses and those drives and that those endeavors get hijacked by the ungenerous parts. Cause when we're acknowledging it, when we say, Hey, I had a really ungenerous thought I've gotten attacked online for being like, yeah, I thought this. Mm-hmm. They're like, Oh my God, I can't believe you thought that. Being like, so vulnerable. Just really, mm-hmm. I'm just really honest about what I feel because yeah. I know it's better out than in. And, parent. you know, I will say I was jealous of that woman. It was something about that, you know, for like, a, but I noticed it and did it have me do, that's the difference. Did I do anything? Mm. Did I take revenge? Did I try? No, I just noticed I was a little envious. Mm. Jealous. Okay. Moving on. Right. So to me, that feels healthy. Um, and, and that's, that's being spiritually persistent because being in that spiritual space takes mm-hmm. work. It's not just all sunshine and rainbows and care bears. Somebody said, oh, that. <laughs> absolutely. Well, can you share one challenge, Sarah, that stands out that you've faced that's helped you to activate more of that in you? Well, sure. So I do think in our businesses and these entrepreneurial journeys, they're so tied to our purpose and Mm -hmm. spirituality and goodness. I know for me, um, it's, it's been a while. It's been, you know, I've been in business almost nine years. So maybe six years ago, seven years ago, seven years ago, um, this feeling that, you know, the universe was asking me to basically up level at a blindingly fast pace and kind of needing a break from it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, um, just, just because it was so fast and it was unrelenting and I wasn't really being at and getting comfortable at, you know, with the new level. So, so it, it just felt like, as I described to my very spiritual chronic healer friend, you know, um, the learning curve feels like I put my hand like straight up at a like right angle, right? Like mm-hmm. feels like it is straight up and, um, right. and, you know, and there, there, it's not an easy climb. This is like, you know, the Himalayas from, you know, the plains. And, um, and she said, and, and, and it, it cracks me up. It's one of my favorite things she ever said to me, one of like three, where she said, well, have you been asking God for merciful growth? And I was like, no, I didn't even know there was a Just thing. growth. You know? <laughs> Just and, a lot of growth. <laughs> oh, wait, I think I have to reframe that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, so, you know, asking for a merciful growth, asking for it to be easy and fun and not just a slog and not unre- and certainly not unrelenting. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, we could really unpack that uh, <laughs> yes. more. Uh, that'd be another time. I, I, I Usually when we're talking to folks, I say, you know, we're going to have you back because we can really unpack that. Mm-hmm. But um, so, you know, I always believe that there are spiritual themes or divine curriculums in any seeming challenge. And kind of mm-hmm. now that you're more on the other side of that more so, what do you think was really the, the theme or the divine curriculum in that experience? I, I have a sense of it, but I'll let you share what your thoughts your, are. Your sense of it. <laughs> I would say like this far gone from it. Um, I would say it was a, the accumulating pattern of me getting settled into what I was here to do and mm. my work. Okay. And the bigness of it. Stepping into that place of power. 
Yeah. And that, you know, yeah, this is big and I don't necessarily have to <laughs> deal with the bigness of it all right this second. Right, um, right. But it was a series of events and a pattern. And I do seem to really pay attention to patterns. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah. Get me ready. So to speak. That's really powerful. I mean, you know, just to, and, and you know, I think uh, for a lot of people, especially when we're feeling called to something, you know, I've, I've shared this before, but you know, I've been doing this for 23 years now. So, um, you know, there have been different times. I remember one in particular when I felt like, you know, I just wasn't really, I felt like I really wasn't doing, I wasn't having the kind of, um, um, success in terms of getting the message out that I thought, you know, really was, was really, um, what I needed to be doing to honor my calling, you know, to honor this vision, to be the midwife, midwife of this message, you know, really kind of beating up on myself that, you know, oh, well, I don't have this best-selling book yet. And I don't have this, I've that, you know, all of that. And I remember, you know, just meditating and then journaling and, you know, it's kind of like, you know, I just don't feel like I'm doing, you know, spirits justice here. And, you know, maybe you pick the wrong midwife and, you know, just kind of really, you know, beating up on myself. And, and the, the uh, information came back, you know, um, you know, we never said that you needed to do this. You asked for this at a soul level. This is what you want to do. If you want to do something else, that's fine. You can go in, turn off that computer and never do that again, because it isn't that one iteration, you know, so you need, and the guidance was you need to let go. That has to look a certain kind of way and be more focused on the essence of what it is that you feel excited about and aligned with because the, the, you know, the iteration of it can change, you know, and, and, and so if you don't want to do this anymore, this way, that's okay. You don't even have to do this at all. Mm -hmm. And it was so freeing because all of a sudden I felt like, wait a minute. I felt like I was letting, you know, the spirit spirit down, or I was letting my, you know, my, my calling down, you know, that somehow I wasn't up to the task of it. And the guidance came back, wait a minute, just, you know, just tell us what you want to do. We're here to support you. You know, this was your idea. And it was, it just really was so freeing because I felt like, you know, I wasn't doing it the way that um, I had this sense of what it should look like by now with the bigness of what I felt I was to do. But the bigness was so much about the energy, you know, it was really more about the energy that, you know, even if I, even if I impacted one person, just one person, the bigness of that is uh, in the ripple effect of that is just so powerful. So I kind of have a sense that it was, you know, similar and, you know, some of our theme there, right? Because it, because sometimes you can really, and for folks that feel really called, you kind of really feel overwhelmed by what you feel like is the bigness of the message yeah. or the service, right? And then, and then we end up putting ourselves in those places where, you know, we, we just um, activate that collective, you know, well, not enough and not good enough and all of that, which I think is going to really transition well into what you have to talk about. So. <laughs> yeah. And my, my thing with the bigness is like, you don't have to deal with the bigness tomorrow. Right. With this you moment know? right now. Right. Right. Exactly. Like it, it, it will come, it will build it's, you know, what, what we see for ourselves isn't going to all coalesce, 
you know, in the next week, it's going to take years. So, um, so just, yeah, that's all that's helped me, I guess is what I'm trying to say. That's fantastic. Okay. So yes, thank you. Thank you for that wonderful information. And, you know, you know, one foot in front of the other. Absolutely. So, well, let's talk, let's dive into some of the things that I I really am excited to talk with you about. So tell us why feminine survival instincts are getting the way of folks truly being powerful in sales uh, sales uh, conversations and serving conversations. I, I always think sales is serving. So they're both, you know, the, that vibration is the same. I know you and I both uh, feel aligned with that. So whenever we say sales, we mean serving. So for folks that think like, oh, sales, well, you know, so um, the vibration of that is serving, uh, you know, it's a vibrational matching. So I just want folks to know whenever we're saying that, that's what we mean. So if, if somebody's out there saying, oh, they're going to talk about sales, yuck. Well, then we need to talk about that when you need exactly (laughs) and um you know one of the things you know i do and thanks for bringing that up is i speak bluntly about sales and i agree it's so much service especially when done powerfully from your feminine um and i you know kind of like you know harry potter and voldemort and oh i love it right dumbledore (laughs) says Stop calling Voldemort he who shall not be named. You're actually right. giving more power. And that's right. how I feel about using other words for sales. I'd rather use exactly. it just a little bit and give you some tools to work through that. Perfect. <laughs> right. Because um, I find that layers lowers the trigger faster. And then we can just be like, yeah, it's totally service. You know, really Absolutely. get on with it. Um, so the survival instincts, and this actually relates to the sales and the word and the stuff, mm, yeah. um, is the feminine survival instinct is to stay connected mm-hmm. at all costs. We wanted to stay back in the day when I say we, the cave woman, mm-hmm. we wanted to stay connected to the group, the, the tribe at large, the women around us at the cave while the hunters were off hunting We were, and when we gathered. And... That means we are scanning that drive to stay connected. That means we are scanning and the world and our environment and our, all the activities, every word we say, everything we do for, is this, is this a disconnect potential? Could I potentially disconnect from people? Could I say the wrong thing? Could I do the wrong thing? And marketing and sales and our doggy, everything about marketing and sales. Is is what I call a potential disconnect to that mm-hmm. survival to that survival self for the feminine, um, and that can really hold us back. And and it, it it it's it's one of the bugaboos. I've been working in this masculine and feminine survival instinct work for like twelve years now, and you know most of the time, you know, the like the the dichotomy of masculine to feminine is just very very different, you know, but there's usually not like, who kind of wish I had that, you know what I mean, right? Mm-hmm. It's just very different. Mm-hmm. Right. This is the, this, the, the, the inverse of the stay connected, which pulls us back from marketing and sales activities, the masculine survival instinct and form of safety is respect and trust. So to them, to, to the masculine, what's on the other side of that scary thing is respect and trust. So they actually get some oomph to go towards the thing that's scary. Whereas the feminine survival instinct is going, oh, pull it back, pull it back. Not a good idea. Dangerous. Danger, Will Robinson. Danger, Will Robinson. If you remember that old uh, TV show. Yeah. Um, But but I literally will see that robot in his flailing arms and saying, danger, Will Robinson in my head. (laughs) 
Um, and you know, it, it sees it as very dangerous. The good news y'all and back to using the word sales and just letting whatever Mm -hmm. happens happen and knowing that the more we're just, we speak of it plainly and bluntly, the more we diffuse it is if we do the thing we're afraid to do selling, speaking on stages, video, raising our rates, putting ourselves out there online, being vulnerable, whatever it is, we can do those things and not die. Mm -hmm. That part of our survival instinct needs evidence, masculine or feminine needs the evidence that we can do the thing and be okay. Maybe even thrive on the other side of it. Like, And the only thing it's going to, all the affirmations, all the internal work, all the subconscious, all blah, blah, you know, ain't going to matter until we truly diverse, diffuse those fears down to, okay, I can do this thing and it's fine. So I'm actually going to move on to something else. (laughs) Like it doesn't go away. It just shifts and moves, but we can get, you know, I was petrified of sales. I had a big old marketing background and messaging and communications and technology, but I was not a salesperson. And I, oh, because there is very much a difference. And coming from corporate, where I where I worked in both, as well as HR and then executive roles, you know, there is very much a difference between sales and marketing. People lump it together, but it very much has different elements. So it is absolutely connected. But so that's interesting. So you, um, so while you were in the marketing side of thing when it came to the whole selling thing that was really something that you yourself had to move oh very much okay petrified petrified and I spent 10 years working in financial services and bankruptcies and distressed companies and actually like saving towns in Texas because if the plant had closed the town was going to be no more Mm -hmm. so really interesting work I call it my uh, mini MBA because I learned a lot and when I started my business I was very clear that the only thing I needed to do was learn to sell Mm -hmm. as much as I didn't want to I was clear that was (laughs) It was the only thing to focus on. Um, and I got a good coach and I, I learned and, and I'll, you know, I'll explain in a minute, um, some of the ways I massaged what I learned to make it supremely comfortable to the feminine survival instinct. So I could go do that, do it powerfully. Um, but I learned really well. I have a gift for conversations regardless. So I was a really fast study. I was like, Oh, I see this. I get this. And in about six months of getting a sales coach, I actually won a sales competition. If you see the picture right after I won, I look so stunned. Um, <laughs> Cause I won in the last five minutes too. It was really fluky universe was totally involved with making it all happen for sure. Um, but the reason I, I, I won was because I, in the last five minutes, I sold a $2,500 package mm-hmm. and, um, and so very quickly got to selling, you know, at that level and not that about a year or two after I did start coaching it because I did hear from my clients like, oh no, sweetie, like, <laughs> let's talk through that because, because, you know, what will happen with the survival instinct is the survival instinct will literally like dilute things, break strategy, <laughs> to make it, you know, to be, to make it palatable. So we do the thing and what I help with and how I'm different is really helping you. Let's, okay. If we need to break the strategy, if we need to fuss with it, to make you comfortable with it, let's not break the actual strategic backbone. 
Mm-hmm. Sure. That makes it work. <laughs> we'll talk about that. Um, so so yeah. talk about how the sales process, I love how you say it's 80% feminine, 20% masculine, and how to make that work for you. Because I think a lot of women would think it's reversed. And everybody I know that really has found their alignment with selling, and I really did that first right off out of college. I mean, I was literally selling stuff you know, and, uh, and it was a shell shock because it was like, wait a minute, college did not prepare me right. to do this, you know, but I did have a natural ability for conversation. I had a natural ability for really uh, understanding what people's needs were and really having an empathy, which, you know, at that time that really wasn't heralded as that great in sales. Now we know that that is absolutely key. You know, so, and, and those are feminine qualities. Those are, you know, that's the feminine, more of a feminine skill set. Uh, at the time, that really was, uh, that really wasn't, you know, really um, celebrated, but now absolutely. So talk more about that. Tell, sh- share with folks more about the 80% feminine and 20% masculine. Yeah. Well, you know, the sales conversation, you ask all those questions. Mm-hmm. It's all about, let's explore this. Let's unpack that. Um, tell me more about this, you know, where's that affecting this? It's very exploratory. It's very spacious when done powerfully. And I will standard to say, right, correctly. Mm -hmm. Um, very spacious, lots of exploration, lots of room for what shows up. That's Those are very feminine qualities and aspects. Um, the second section, arguably, some people will do it in the first. I, I do it in the second, but exploring the pain first or the, the problem and then exploring the possibility. Possibility is feminine, like and mm-hmm. like a chunk of the conversation is feminine, too. So there's all that exploration going on throughout. And then there's then. The, but and then to heighten it, there's a chunk that's like super, super feminine because it, it's so focused on possibility and what could be mm-hmm. and all that space that comes with that, you notice I say face a lot. And, and then there, so that's the 80%. And then the masculine components, well, the structured questions, I say masculine structure support feminine flow. So the masculinely structured questions you're asking are a masculine structure. So a little bit of masculine kind of throughout to keep us on track, to keep us ruddered from flying off into the ethers of the feminine, high, the high feminine. And then at the end, there's going to be what I call a high masculine moment when, if it's a fit, you make an offer and ask mm-hmm. for the sale. And that's the dream. Absolutely. So 80% feminine. So for a lot of people, you know, we have to help them understand too that, you know, this this is so much more aligned, especially for women. Totally. And, and, you know, so much more aligned than women give themselves credit for, you know, because it's 80% of feminine energy, which, which most women have pretty activated anyways. Right. So is it right? So it's sort of like, yeah. okay, wait, you've been telling yourself a story that you're not good at this because no one's just ever really helped you understand, like you're helping folks to understand that this is so much about really you just being naturally who you are. That's eighty percent of it, exactly. And 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 showing folks how to do that, like what is that verbiage, and mm-hmm. and and also a commitment in with my clients to we'll talk through it until you're comfortable with it because you're not going to say it until you are. That's part mm-hmm. of the survival instinct. You're not comfortable with what right. you're saying or doing, and you're afraid you're not going to do it. 
Um, same thing with me. <laughs> that was something I noticed myself first. Absolutely. And I'm a word girl and I'm the conversation geek, right? But I noticed that if I was afraid of something that I didn't quite have the words yet, I would not do it. The minute my coach was like, oh, just say this. I was like, oh, I see it now. Thanks. Right. I could go say that. Right. Uh, so, and the words and and how do you work with those strategies and 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 make them, you know, let like pull the feminine out of them and mitigate the masculine, so to speak. And, you know, the part of, you know, and what to do about it, but what to do about it is to really lean into the feminine and the biggest, and, and, and stop trying to do this in too it quickly too. I mean, you notice how many times I said space right. to sell from your feminine and especially high ticket. If it's lower ticket, it can be less Lots of space. Give yourself an hour. Luxurious space. Yes. And <laughs> ticket buyers are buying, being seen, heard, and understood. And you're going to need an hour. Yeah. Um, I think my first few high ticket sales were two hours. Yeah, you know? absolutely. I think uh, that's really important for people. And I, I absolutely agree. And and part of it is, um, you know, it's an investment energetically. And I really believe that even if that person doesn't at that point in time, you know, feel aligned to take that next step, uh, doesn't mean that that isn't going to be the case. It, it may be not right now, but also that whatever energy you put out will absolutely come back to you. I mean, that's a feminine, uh, that's a feminine energy truth that whatever you're putting out will come back to you. So, you know, investing in that time is powerful and it, it serves you and the other person in so many ways, because, you know, that exploration really is about supporting them to greater clarity. Yeah. And so tell us about um, how to leverage the feminine side in sales conversations so people can stop overthinking. And that's really a big one for women. I think yeah. so much is there, they overthink the whole experience. So talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, the, the, the leveraging of the feminine is that is in that structure that supports flow, actually funny, but um, is having questions that you can basically have in your toolbox or your back pocket that you can use to then ask questions that prompt what I call, you know, like an actual realization to happen about the problem mm -hmm. you're solving. And the problem right. is take them through a series of questions. And, and here's the thing, you have that masculine structure and that may give you that first question to ask, but then, but then your mm -hmm. intuition is going to take over. That's the flow. And you're going to, how you unpack that, what I call like area, you know, silo area of, of pain or problem is very intuitive. But if you really feel into it and you have that strategic masculine framework, to, to supporting all of this, you can get to a question through your intuition that has them be like, wow, I guess I'm not, I guess I don't need X. I need Y. And guess what? Y is what you're selling. And if you can, and maybe they never knew that they needed Y. Right? And that's right. a lot of the conversation, right? People don't just wake up in the morning with their little sticky note. Oh, you know what? I need Y. They don't even know why exists. Right. Right. Or, so or, or if that's or, so powerful. Oh yeah, exactly. So, um, and, and, um, being able to differentiate the two. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Well, I could talk to you for hours and we'll definitely have to have you come back because this is just the the first part of the first, you know, just the first layer. But I I know you've brought an amazing gift that can really support people uh, today. So maybe share a little bit more about that, Sarah, and then give folks the link. This will also be on the episode page and also will be in our success directory as well um, for folks. So if you can do that, we'd really appreciate that. Sure, absolutely. Um, what I've got for y'all is um, through all my conversations and throughout the uh, years, I have articulated what I call the seven essential money-making conversations. Um, and that is everything from that first conversation to the get-to-know-you connection conversation, the sales conversation, yes, turning a friendly conversation into a sales conversation and, 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 and more. Um, that's the first four. Um, and what I have for you is what I call the seven essential money-making conversation flow chart. And uh, that will lay out all seven of the conversations and give you the key objectives and, and what you need to be doing in those conversations. It is a masculine structure. So you can then go into those conversations and flow. Uh, and you can grab that at sparklingresultscoaching.com forward slash flow chart. That's fantastic. And that, you know, one of the things you said that I absolutely love, and and this is so true, is sometimes people just need the words. And if you just give them, and with this example, with this flow chart, if they just see the picture and they can see it in their mind, oh, wait a minute, if I'm having a conversation with someone at a networking event, I think you'd mentioned like, you you know, one of these might fit something like that, right? Like if somebody's having just a initial that, you know, people will say, well, what do I say at a networking event? Right. Um, But if you can see it and see the flow of it and it activates, Hey, you know what? I could do that. You know, so that's why I really want to encourage everyone to definitely go and get this because it really is going to activate in you those possibilities. Oh, Hey, wait a minute. This isn't that complicated. I mean, I mean, it's taken Sarah a lot to put a lot together to, to take all these complicated things and make them simple. Yeah. But so, so we'll give you credit for that. Um, so that's really important. But to really understand that, you know, you can do this. And matter of fact, you know, you had mentioned something. I was on a podcast a couple of weeks ago and they had said, you know, what's the most important thing if you're, if you're in business? So, you know, what's the one thing you've learned in, you know, all these years? If, it, if we, we take everything away or just one strategy, I said, well, you have to absolutely be able to sell. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, if you cannot do that, how are you going to have a sustainable business in anything you're doing? Mm-hmm. You know, so that's why I was so excited to talk with you because it is absolutely critical, but it's one of the things that oftentimes women, they'll look at all the shiny objects and say, oh, well, I'll go do this. I'll go do social media. I'll do that. When really, when they need to really do is understand how to do this. Then all the rest of that flows because you don't have to do every single one of these things. If you're good at that, if you really master that skill set, which you really absolutely can because 80% of that is feminine. Right. right. So you got this already 80% into it. Uh, so, you know, yeah. so you master that, then you're going to be so joyful and happy and flowing and serving everyone. And it's a win-win for everybody. So right. I just really want to encourage folks to go to sparklingresultscoaching.com slash flowchart. It's also on the episode page. And Sarah, we just really definitely have to have you back. I'd love to talk more about languaging and some of those uh, things that, you know, you just are really expert at, but would you like to share? with folks in closing? Well, what I believe is that, you know, these spiritual 
purpose-based businesses we all have. They are part of a overall, uh, you know, cog, so to speak, cogs in the wheel. And ultimately we will get enough people in purpose-based work that we will hit some sort of critical mass and that we'll start changing the world's big problems faster. So yeah, I, uh, that is, that is my, a big part of my why of doing what I do is, and, and what I truly believe. Absolutely. Well, I really appreciate you being here and I want to encourage everyone to go and get that wonderful gift of yours. And we are so blessed with having you and love to have you back. And I just want to share with everyone that we see you living lives of love and joy and peace and health and prosperity in all ways, all ways. And Sarah, thank you so much. And we'll see you back here next time, everybody. Thank you. Do you hate selling yet love to be of service? In my free masterclass, you will discover three soulful secrets to client conversations that feel joyful, easy, and fun. Using these secrets, one of my clients made $8,000 in one week, and another client made $100,000 in less than six months. Register now at www.coachingfromspirit.com masterclass.